Okay, so just uh, on this week's parasha, I, I, I heard a crazy story from Rabbi Zevlef, and it really relates to a pasuk that's hard to understand. In this week's parasha, there's a pasuk that says, Et kaspecha lo titen, lo titen lo Do not lend your money by interest. And do not give your food at, at a crude interest, basically. So we call it neshech umarbit, the, the, two, the two forms of interest. The Ora Chaim HaKadosh, he's a very interesting explanation here. He says here, what is the Torah talking about? He says that neshech and marbit, they darken the divine light. But he said the word es kaspecha, your money, refers to material things which man yearns for in the world, believing them to be of real value. He says when a person fulfills his animalistic instinct and thereby tries to gratify his spiritual needs, his spirit is actually bitten like nashuch, like a, like a poison of a snake. So he goes on and on about how a person has to, in this world, especially when it comes to his food, he should, he should try to minimize, he should eat simple, he shouldn't, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't put himself into the pleasures of this world. And he goes on to explain, like, what is the good of this world? How do we, how do we understand what good is? And how do we understand what, what, uh, what, what the pleasures that take us down the wrong path? Even if they're permitted, he says, we have to be very careful. So it's, it's hard to understand because, you know, if it's permitted, it's permitted. If I want to go out to have a, you know, fantastic steak meal, I should go out and do whatever I want. Says, but he says that you have to put life in perspective. And I, and I heard a story this morning when I was talking to someone. I heard a story this morning from Rabbi Zev Lef, and, and it really puts things in perspective. So he was the rabbi in North Miami Beach for many, many years. So he says one day he gets a call from a congregant and the congregant says it's the late afternoon. He says, Rabbi, I need you to meet with this kid. He says, okay, he says, you know, the kid really has a problem. I need you to meet with this kid. He goes, okay, I'm leaving to Israel on Wednesday. I'll be back next Wednesday. I'll meet him next Thursday when I'm back. He goes, no, no, Rabbi, you have to meet him before. He goes, okay, I'm there tomorrow morning. I'm not leaving till tomorrow night. Bring him to my office tomorrow morning. He goes, no, Rabbi, you need to meet him now. He goes, okay, we pray our beat at nine o'clock. We'll be done. I'll meet you in my office at 10 o'clock tonight, two hours later. He goes, okay, come to the office. His congregate comes and he has this boy, 19-year-old boy. And he's sitting in the office and the congregant says, Rabbi, you have to talk to the boy. He says, you got to talk to him? He's suicidal. Rabbi says, oh, what am I going to do? Okay. So the boy sits down and he says to him, you know, young man, tell, tell me what's going on. He says, I don't know how to deal with life. He goes, what happened? He goes, he goes I lost my mother when I was six years old and my father raised me. He was like a father and he was like a mother to me. He said, and I went away to college last year. I've been in college a year. This is my second year, I'm a sophomore. And my dad called me, he said, it's important, we need to come meet. So I came back, I took the bus back from school, I'm back home, and I went with dinner to my, with my dad to dinner. And at dinner, my dad is talking to me, asking me how's everything going, if I'm good at college and in life and what I'm thinking of doing. And all of a sudden he takes an envelope and he hands me an envelope, tells me open it. I open the envelope and there's a credit card. And I say, but dad, what am I gonna do with a credit card? I, I don't earn any money that I'm gonna be able to pay the bill of the credit card. He goes, the credit card's yours. There's unlimited credit. It's on me. You do, you get whatever you need, anything you need to buy, you could always buy on this credit card. He says, dad, that's so nice of you. It's so unbelievable that you, but really I don't need, no, I want you to have it. And as they're talking about it, his father says, I have another gift for you. Takes out a little package. He opens the box, there's a set of keys. 
goes, Dad, what's in this? He goes, you saw the BMW in the front of the restaurant? That's yours. I always knew you wanted a BMW. I got you a beautiful new BMW. That's your car. He goes, Dad, but how? He goes, listen, gas is on me, insurance on me, everything on me. I got you a new car. He goes, wow, that's unbelievable. He says, and I got one more thing. Takes another box. He opens the box. There's keys. He goes, I bought you a condo right on the beach. That's your condo. It's a three-bedroom condo. It's for you to use and enjoy. And the son said, but dad, what, what do I need a condo for? I'm like, well, so soon you're going to come home for the week, whatever you want. You can stay your own condo on the beach. And soon you're going to graduate and you're going to have your condo. He goes, dad, but what, what's going on? What's it all about? He goes, son, you know, after your mother passed away, I dedicated my life to taking care of you. Now you're in school. You've been in school for a year and a half. You, you're doing very, very well. I know you're going to be successful. You have another couple of years. You're going to be on your path. He said, but I met someone. And the person I met, I think we're going to get married. And she has children of her own. And she said that she really doesn't want her children. She read that it's not good for step-siblings to have relationships, in the house especially. So she said one of the conditions if I'm going to marry her is if I accept her children as my children and that I don't, and you don't come to my house anymore. And he said, in fact, we're going to leave my house. We're buying a new house. We're moving. He goes, but I wanted to make sure you're going to be taken care of. He says, but dad, maybe I'll come home for the holidays, for the weekend. He goes, no, you can't come back home anymore. My life going forward, this is my life going forward. He says, but we'll talk. He goes, maybe. He goes, but my life going forward is going forward. And you're a big boy already. You have everything you need to take care of you. You have all the tools. And the father got up. And he left the dinner. And the boy said he was completely broken. Now Rabbi Left doesn't tell you the rest of that story. <laughs> but he tells you something unbelievable. He says, imagine telling a 19-year-old kid, I'm going to give you a credit card, spend as much as you want, never, never worry about it, the kid's going to be thrilled. And then you tell your kid, I got your brand new car, insurance, gas, everything paid for, the best car you ever wanted, it's sitting out front, don't worry about it. And I got your beautiful condo on the beach, and you don't have to call home. You don't have to worry. He says, you don't call home every three, four weeks anyway. The kid, if you're lucky, the father calls him three, four weeks. says, hey, I haven't heard from you. Everything okay? He said, it just that minute, he said, put life completely in perspective. We think it's all about the money, the car, the apartment, the house, the this, the that. He says, but when you lose the human connection, when you lose the spiritual side, when you lose that, everything else becomes worthless. Dora Chaim HaKadosh is telling us here that a person has to think about life and put life in perspective. He says what he has to do is minimize the, the, uh, the fluff in life. He has to realize the fluff is not what it's all about. What it's all about, he's talking about, is connection. He says that, that Hashem is going to give you all the tov. What's the tov? The tov is the connection that Hashem makes, that people make with each other. And he says, this pasuk about Neshech, we talk about it's an interest and this. He goes, no, it has to do with telling your own lesson. That you have to worry about being bitten by the snake of fluff. By the snake of thinking that things are important that aren't important. And when you hear this story, it really makes you think, wow, you, you want to cry for this kid. 
You want to cry for this kid? And if you told the story to any college kid, he would say, wow, what do you mean? What are you complaining about? That's the best thing in life. No one's going to, no one's going to call you and say, what time are you coming home tonight? No one's going to tell you, Where's, could I borrow the car? No one's going to tell you, I have my own. What do you mean? This is the dream. But it's not the dream. He says the problem in life is the dream that we always create for ourselves is an illusion. And that, this a kind of story like this brings us back and tells you, you know what? You feel it inside. You feel the pain for that boy. And then you think about your own life and you say, hey, let me try to put things in the right perspective. Recorded on 510, uh, 5783, I guess 2023. This was on uh, Perek Chafhei Pasuk Lamed Zayin from the Perashah Behar.